Hello everybody, this is Leif Hetland with Global Mission Awareness and a welcome to Kingdom Talk. Uh, I am very excited that we get to start this year 2019 by having one of my favorite people both in my life and our family's life and that's uh, Frida Taylor. And for some of you that don't know Frida, I just wanted to, to share a little bit of the background. In uh, 1999, God uh, connected us and brought us together and we became family. And Frida was probably the first employee of Global Mission Awareness. And together with my wife and myself, she was one of those original founding members. And we were sitting a little earlier today and talked about the small beginning, the next, or this year, it's a 20 year since Global Mission Awareness was founded. And just to be able to see what God has done through our kingdom family movement all over the world is just very significant. And for some of you, or most of you maybe know that Frida is married to Jack Taylor, who's my spiritual papa. So uh, that certainly made her also my spiritual mama. So she went from a spiritual daughter to be a spiritual mama. But I do want people to get to know Frida, uh, both because of her life, but also because of her story. And I think that there's so many different things in her life that is going to add value to you today. So I'm just going to bless your ears to be able to hear and your eyes to be able to see. So even at this very moment, Frida, thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for sharing your life with us. So here is my first question. Just tell me a little bit about your background, your story, and, and some of the testimony of what Jesus has done in your life. Oh, thank you so much for um, allowing me to be here with you today and allowing me to share mainly on what God has done in my life because that's what it's really all about, to uh, see how God does bring us from rejection to restoration <laughs> and he brings us from pain to joy in our life and just to give you a little background and i know there are so many of you out there that uh, have a story that may even exceed uh, the pain and the suffering that i have experienced but no matter how small it is when it is mine it is huge <laughs> And for someone else, it may just be a small one, but it was huge in my life. Um, I was brought up in a Catholic environment, um, but as an infant, um, I was in the hospital during World War II, toward the end, and I had developed a cholera, a cholera and typhoid fever. Hmm. And the doctors handed me to my mom and said, you need to take her, there's nothing we can do for her anymore. We need the beds for those that can get well again. A nurse overheard that. I just want to, the reason I mentioned this, because later in life I realized God had a purpose for me and had his hand on me already when I was still a tiny infant. And um, so that nurse overheard the doctor telling my mom and her telling him, I cannot take her. I have two other children that are basically out in the woods because we have no home, because the enemy has occupied our home and so we had to flee. And um, so the, the nurse said, come, I have a key. I want you to live in my apartment, take this key, bring the other two children. And this child needs a blood transfusion in order to survive. Mm. She gave me her blood. 
And that's where I am here today because of her. <laughs> She was willing to give her life for me. Does that sound like a, someone else we know very important? That's what Jesus did. He gave his life so that we can live today. And um, so here I am today. But it was not all roses in my life. My father uh, was captured um, during Hitler's time when um, Hitler ran out of people. Um, so they captured him and um, put him into the Waffen-SS, those of you that may know history. So he had to fight for Adolf Hitler. And somehow um, he became, I would say, I'm losing the word right now, I can't think of it, but uh, like he was brainwashed. Mm. And the, the mind of Hitler was in him, so to speak, that's what I call it because uh, he did not like the people Hitler, Hitler did not like either. And he forbade us to go when we grew, started growing up. He forbade us to go into places that were occupied by those that Hitler did not like. And so, um, but I said, I have no fight in that dog. I have no dog in that fight. So I wanted to live my life the way I wanted to live it. And um, so, It's, my father rejected me. He always told me I would never amount to anything. He had a son and a daughter. I was supposed to be another son. Mm. And um, I always said then to my mom, I said, why was I even born? I don't want to live. And I hid myself in the darkest part and the coldest part in the house where we was, were brought up then, and that was in the cellar. And uh, my favorite place was the cellar and the uh, the cemetery. There was a weeping willow in the center of that cemetery. I have that picture always in front of me. And um, I sat there and I said, I don't want to live. I don't want to be born. God, why did you even let me live? Why did you let me be born? So moving on in life. I, uh, as I was growing up then, and uh, as a teenager, I always wanted to run away from home. I did not want to be home because um, the way my dad treated me. And I know that we can only do what we were brought up to do if we don't know any better. And um, so um, I always wanted to leave. One day I had the opportunity after I graduated to apply for a job outside of my hometown where we lived then in Fulda, Germany. And I applied for a position with a German post office in Frankfurt. Hmm. Um, and they accepted me. But the only problem was I was under 21, which was the full age at that time, and I needed my father's permission. He would not give me the permission. And um, my mom said, Hang on to the paperwork, don't give up. So Christmas time, that was around March, at Christmas time that my dad said, where is your paperwork? So my mom gave it to me and he signed the papers. That was my Christmas gift. Wow. So I took the papers, sent them in, and they ex still accepted me. So I left home, I went to the big city in Frankfurt, 
but it was still very controlled because I was still under 21 and I was living in a dorm and very strict. I had to be home by 10 o'clock in the evening. If I came home five minutes later, I did not realize that they notified my father. Hmm. So anyway, one day I came home uh, on vacation. I visited the family and I was confronted where I was in those, why I was not at home during that time on time. So anyway, moving forward, I um, decided at that time, I no longer want to come home, even on vacation, because I wanted to take uh, my baby brother, who was 12 years younger than I was, and wanted to take him to the swimming pool, and my dad would not let me do that. He made me go down in the cellar and chop wood. And um, also, there was no room at the inn. <laughs> they had moved to a home, and he showed me the house, his pa the pair, my parents' bedrooms, my brother's bedroom, my sister's room, and I thought, okay, where is my room? And it, there was no room for me. My sister said she will not sleep in my room with me, so I slept on the floor in the living room during those days. Mm. And that's when I said to myself, I will never come back again. Um, and I know that hurt and grieved my mom. But, um, you know, I, I, I just could not live like that any longer. So I went back to Frankfurt, met a young man, an American soldier. We fell in love. We eventually we got married. And then um, he was transferred to the States. We had three children. And when the youngest one was um, six weeks old, my husband then was sent off to war to Vietnam. So here I was with a six-week-old, a one-year-old, and a two-year-old by myself mm. in the States, um, could barely speak the language, still trying to learn the language, but how God already had his sovereign hand on me and had his hand on to protect the children. Um, I was surprised. I. I did not know what the labels on the baby food or what to give them, what to feed them. I was relying on other people to let me know this is good for your children. And so I am so thankful that he sent the right people into my life. Um, then when my husband returned from Vietnam, I realized he had started drinking and he became a full-fledged alcoholic. And now there was much abuse in the home. Mm. Again, I said, I don't want to live any longer. Um, I had to fight for protection for my children now. Um, it was verbal abuse, it was mental abuse and physical abuse. Again, I said, I don't want to live. But then I remembered, my mama did not have a good life because of the way my father was treating her as well. And I remembered she always had a song in her heart. Hmm. And I said, I don't want my children to see me and for them to grow up in this environment with me being sad all the time and bitter. And so I wanted that song. I said, God, I want that song in my life that my mama had. She didn't have it easy. So I want that song in my heart. And so one day I, re I went to church. I remember my mama saying also, there are two things I don't want you to give up. Don't ever give up your religion, mm. which was Catholic. Don't ever give up your citizenship, 
which was, which was German. And uh, I didn't make promises. I just remembered her saying that. Mm. So when I went to the Catholic Church, somehow I was not satisfied because I remember the Catholic Church with a big pipe organ. And I was in a very small box at that time, so to speak, because there was no organ in this Catholic Church. Mm. There were mm. drums and guitars. To me, mm. that was were the instrument in a nightclub. So I said, this God is not in this house. And I left and never went back. But somehow I had the urge, I need to do something. I cannot go on like this. So I went to the small church down the street, which was a Baptist church. And I always thought I knew I was going to heaven because I was baptized, sprinkled when I was three days old, and I would go to purgatory, depending on how I was living, and eventually wind up in heaven. So I went um, to that Baptist church. There I realized that I will not go to heaven as I am living right now. Mm. That I needed to repent according to the word of God. Repent and be baptized and to repent of my life, to accept Jesus Christ into my life, that Jesus Christ died for my sins, and that only the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse me from all my past thoughts and living that did not please the Father, the Heavenly Father. Hmm. So I accepted Jesus Christ into my life and I wanted to live for him from now on and so he became my savior and my lord but after a few years down the line he not really was my lord hmm. I realized that that yes I knew now I was going to heaven I was saved now it was still basically all about me hmm. when I saw things within the church I was not happy so I left church, I call it A, and went to church B. The grass always looks greener on the other side. So I went to church B. Again, I became dissatisfied. Something just was not right. I was looking for something I did not know. I don't know whether you realize, but when as women, as ladies, when we go to a store, a clothing store for the ladies and here comes the sales clerk and say can I help you find something I said I don't know what I'm looking for but I will let you know when I find it <laughs> and this was the way it was I did not know what I was looking for but I would let you know when I found it God was the one that let me know what I was looking for and I went from one church to another, it, and I had another friend of mine with me. And we kept looking. We didn't know what we were looking for. So then one day, um, we went, we were in our church, and we had a guest speaker. The pastor had invited a guest speaker at a different church. I left church A. Let me clarify this. I left church A. I went to church B. About a month later, I received a letter from the pastor of Church A, mm. an invitation for spiritual renewal services <laughs> with Leif Headland. I did not know 
Life Hadley, never heard of him before, but I became very angry because when I read the letter, the first thing came to my mind, who is this pastor telling me that I am not living right? And now, I never really heard the emphasis on the Holy Spirit. But now all of a sudden we talk about Holy Spirit. Hmm. All we had was revival services. And so I tossed that letter. I wanted to tear it up, but I couldn't. So I just tossed it on the table. At the end of the week, I sat there with my Bible open, doing my having my Bible reading before Sunday morning for the Sunday uh, class, Sunday school class. And uh, all of a sudden, I reached over, picked up that letter, and read it again mm. with a completely different attitude. And I said, Lord, I can no longer go on living the way I am. I don't like myself anymore. I don't like people anymore. I had become bitter in life. I, again, did not really enjoy life whatsoever. I said, so I will go. But if I go, I need for you to show up. And if you show up, don't pass me by. What did I mean by all that? I cannot tell you. I have no clue. I went that following that Sunday evening to the services. And Leif Hedlund brought a wonderful message. Then he invited people to come up for ministry. He said, if you think you need Jesus in your life, I invite you to come up front. Well, I was kind of looking, waiting to see what was going to happen. People went forward and the power of God just was all over it. But I did not realize it was the power of God. I never had experienced it. And I said, this is not God. This is the devil. I am out of here. Because when life prayed with people, they all of a sudden, they went down to the floor. I mean, they, they, they couldn't stand up anymore. And I didn't know what was going on. And I left. When I went home, I said, okay, I put this behind me. I get me a good night's sleep because it was late in the evening. I had to get up early the next morning to go to work. But God had a different plan. I could not sleep that night. And I, all of a sudden, I heard a voice. Mm. Nothing but questions. Did I not hear you say, you can no longer go on living like you are living. And I said, yes. Did I not also hear you say that you will go? Yes. Did I not also hear you say that if you go, you want me to show up? Yes. I mean, what could I say? Hmm. The questions that, that I realized it was God asking me now pursuing me mm. and all I could say yes I mean I had no defense again he asked he said I was there and I saw you you did not even give me the opportunity to pass you by as you asked me not if you go not to pass you by he said you ran out on me 
And if you ever ask me anything again, you better do it and mean it mm. or don't waste my time. At this point, I was so overcome with, 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 I was so grieved. I had grieved my God. Mm. I was so sad. I was weeping from the innermost. I mean, I, I cannot explain to you the pain I experienced about having grieved my God. And uh, I said, please, God, please forgive me. I will go again tomorrow night. Please show up just one more time. I know what I need to do. So the next evening I went, and I never forget, Leif preached, was talking about the pearl of great price. Uh, in a way, I was hoping that he would forget about ministry time because I was afraid to go forward. I was afraid that I would have to get on the floor. <laughs> I don't know why now when I look back, but at that moment, I was hoping he would preach all night and forget, but at the same time, I couldn't wait mm. to go forward and to now I had I heard I had heard God, I had experienced part of him. I knew he was somehow real because he actually talked with me. I heard his voice. I don't know it was verb whatever how it was, but I knew he was there during the night. And so I went forward. And when Leif came toward me, I don't remember him touching me or whatever. All I remember, all of a sudden, I was overcome mm -hmm. by the power of God. And I don't know exactly, I cannot describe to you, but it changed my whole life. Mm -hmm. God just, it was as if the whole power of God and it and, and was the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, everything was all of a sudden just within me. I was so overcome by his presence. And it seemed as now all of a sudden I tasted. I have seen. You know, there is a scripture that taste and see that the Lord is good. And yes, he is so good. I would do it again all over. I don't know why I wasted all the many years prior to that. I don't know why are we so afraid of Holy Spirit. He is the only God in the world today because the word tells us that the Father is seated in the heavenlies and Jesus Christ the Son, he is seated at the right hand of the Father. And there is a scripture that the Father, the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Heavenly Father, is seated beside Him. Mm. And that we, we pray that the eyes of our heart be enlightened, that we would know the calling that mm. He has on our life, that we would 
the, 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 the power of his presence, experience, and the, 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 it's just, oh God, help me right now. <laughs> the riches of the glorious of his presence and that we could receive the power that of Jesus Christ that Jesus Christ had within him the anointing that we receive that we will have his presence within us and the power that he has it is just It is so glorious. Mm. And the, the way he is seated at the right hand of the Father and is far above the, the, the principalities and the powers and the rulers of this wicked world. Mm. And that's how he, lift, how he lifts us, how he lifted us far above mm. to be in his presence as well. What greater life could we experience? <laughs> I mean, I am just so overcome even this very moment. Sure. And we can feel it. Uh, I was just for a moment just took me back to Mozambique. So if you if you can just imagine, I forget this was about 20 years ago that Frida described this encounter. But even as she's describing it 20 years afterwards, I think that anyone that hears about it, they can know that this was not just a event that took place, but it was a lifestyle that was started. But I remember just uh, maybe about a year or so after this experience in Mozambique when Frida then, I mean, if you start to see she was a widow and you start to see where the enemy has attacked her. And then she stood in front of, we have maybe 500 leaders, but it was all these ministers' wives and they'd gone through so much in Mozambique. And I just knew that I am not qualified to pray for them, but Frida is. And so Frida, do you remember that incident when you, when you were just say, hey, I want Frida to come up now and minister to you. And I never forgot it, how the atmosphere changed and all this healing because where the serpent has attacked you is where you have authority. And that's when I realized this amazing authority that Frida is carrying. And I know also that that's what God is also, he's restoring your voice back. He's restoring your authority. And it's also what's going to happen in a few moments when Frida is going to impart to you. But Frida, take us back to that moment in Africa. What what do you remember when you stand up there and you start to minister and you see the healing work of Jesus just starting to flow? Oh, I do remember that so <laughs> well, life. Um, when I was up there giving my testimony, um, at first I was afraid when you asked me to do that, but then it, it was just all of a sudden flowing um, because when I mentioned I remember the one thing so well. See, I was a widow, and my husband had died of cancer. And with I had God had become, Jesus now had become my husband. Mm. And I remember saying, with a husband like Jesus Christ, who needs an earthly man? <laughs> I was so overcome mm. by his presence by the peace with him, by the joy that we experienced with him, that I experienced with him. And also I realized the pain, these the poor people, they, 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 the lifespan is not very long in Mozambique. Mm. 
they have they lose their husband so quickly because of unclean water and all this the, the, the people they don't live very long they lose their children and 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 i also had lost a son through to suicide so I knew the pain that it, that how painful it is when you lose your children, and I, I you are not. It's not. Parents are supposed to to live. To the children are supposed to survive living their parents. So it is was a very painful process, but the scripture also tells us. Weeping may endure for a night, mm -hmm. but joy, joy comes, comes in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I remember, yes, when I was standing there in front and, and, and I asked the people that I would love to pray for them to come forward. And they were streaming forward. And all I did is was just touch them. And they were overcome by the power of God, by the power <laughs> of the Holy Spirit. And they were weeping. And that was the first time that I ministered. And I, I, I did not realize that the presence of God was flowing through me. Mm. Wow. wow. I, life, I cannot explain that. I, I mean, I, I, I was so <laughs> overcome by that. And I will, I am always overtaken. I'm always grateful to you, how you had given your life to Jesus, to live for him, not only to live for him, but also to be willing to die for him. And you know, we say, I want to live for Jesus. Yes, it is a wonderful life. He gives us the, the peace. He gives us no matter what we go through in life. It, we, we can experience all the pain and everything with peace, the inner peace, because we have Christ in us the hope of glory. Mm. He is the peace. He is our joy living within us. And so, but also that uh, we are willing to give our life for Jesus Christ. And that's what you are de doing when you go into the darkest corner. And I remember you always saying, the darker the night, the greater the light. Mm. <laughs> I will never forget that. And the, the, our world is a dark place. This is the kingdom of darkness. And we have the joy mm. and the privilege to be able to live in the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. Wow. The kingdom of God is the kingdom of light. And we can overcome no matter what is coming against us. Mm. If you have experienced rejection, Don't give up. Mm. There is a better day coming because we, the enemy will reject, mm. but God is a restorer. He restores our lives. If you have experienced, mm. if you are experiencing currently depression, that is a tool from the enemy to keep you away mm. from the kingdom of light. Do not give in. Do not give up. Cry out to God. He will hear your prayer. There is a better day coming. Yes, I lived in deep depression 
when I was rejected. I lived in deep depression when my son took his own life. I did not want to talk to people. I wanted to hide in a closet again. I, I went to church out of, out of, that's the way it is supposed to be. I was in a religious box, I want to call it a religion. Um, I went to church, but I really did not have that relationship with Jesus Christ to experience that peace and joy in the midst of confusion, in the midst of depression. Mm. So I would just say, give it up for naught. Enjoy. Mm. Come to Jesus. It, it's such a a life that you cannot imagine. It is hard to explain. Mm. We can only experience it. But I kept saying, I don't want to live anymore. I don't want to live anymore. My only problem, the only reason I'm still living today, and the only reason when you're in, if you're in depression right now and you are still living today is because God has his hand on you. Mm. He has a purpose for you. He has a destiny for you. And he is wooing you into his presence. Yeah. I just even, I'm thinking about because I know specifically right now that there is people you've been struggling with the very thing that Frida is talking about. And I think is one of the reasons even she shared this again and again. So my encouragement, even now, if you have been in a dark place or been struggling with depression or oppression or even anxiety, I'm just sensing even right now as the, the scripture verse says the testimony of Jesus is a spirit of prophecy. So actually when Frida is sharing right now, she's also prophesying what God did for her He's also going to do for you. So in the middle of your darkness, we just turn on the light, right in the middle of your oppression. And it's almost like I'm seeing these dark clouds that is just becoming clarity and dark clouds is just being lifted and the sun is coming through. And I just saw even the sun was touching your face and spark of life and hope came back. And we've seen so many people being healed from depression and anxiety. So I just even feel it now, even as Frida was sharing, that you just receive that healing. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be free in the name of Jesus. Rejoice in the name of Jesus. Just receive it. Receive it right now. And I do know there is, because many of you know that, uh, wow, that Frida has been married to Papa Jack actually now for 14 years. And, and I, I just felt it's very important because Frida actually written a book about her life and about her story. And I just heard somebody just recently that they were just talking about, they had just read through the whole book, they couldn't put it down. And just what it did in their life and what it did in their spirit as they were just going through those pages. So I do know it's a book of transformation. It's a book of hope. It's a book of life. It is one of those things that uh, Frida's story can also touch your story, but also connect to your destiny. So Frida, do you mind just sharing, because I, I know we only have a few moments, but I want to make sure, can you just share a little bit, what is the name of the book? And then again in the next moment, how can people get hold of that book? Okay, I'll be glad to. The name of the book is From Hitler's Germany to the Cross of Christ hmm. and Beyond. Because Hitler's time 
that I was brought up during that time was a darkness. It was a dark, dark time in life. And the reason I also wanted the cross, too many times we stay at the cross. We do not experience mm. and go beyond. It is like opening the door, standing in the threshold. Unless we go and long and, and receive Holy Spirit, mm. we are not inside the room. We are not inside the kingdom. Only the Holy Spirit brings us into the kingdom of God mm. because the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Mm. Wow. The reason I wrote the book is because I wanted my children to remember. The, the, the word says, the Bible tells us, God said to have the memory stones and to remember mm. where you came from. I will always remember where God had brought me from. And in order to be able to receive that book, you may get it on our website, jackrtaylor.com. Or you can get it also on Amazon and on the Kindle. Can you do it? Yeah, so you can do Kindle. You can do it Andy. Kindle yeah. so as well. Yes. Very good time right now just for people to start to yeah. put it on their iPad and start to read it and let it read you. And uh, you're going to watch and see what God is going to do. And I do sense right now that we're just going to take a few moments and I want you just to pray over people, but also even just speak clearly because I do a sensing that there's life that is about to be changed right now as Frida is blessing you. Uh, because as I'm saying, I do recognizing that your voice is being restored at this very moment. So Frida, do you mind just blessing mm. the people that are listening at this moment? And oh, even in German, just like what you, you. do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord God, I thank so you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your patience. You are not slow, but you want that all would come and experience your life, the life, the beauty, the, the life in your kingdom, the peace and the joy. So I just want to say right now, Father, I ask that you would bless those that are listening to my voice right now. Draw them. Holy Spirit, release an anointing over them to hear. Open the eyes, open their ears to hear what you are saying even right now. And so I want to bless you. I want to speak life over you. I want to bless you in my native language at first. With that, I say, Der Herr segne und behüte dich. Der Herr leuchte sein Angesicht über dich. Und sei dir gnädig. Der Herr erhebe sein Angesicht über dich und gebe dir Frieden. May the Lord bless you and keep you, keep you in his hand, in the palm of his hand. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord may lift his countenance upon you. Be gracious to you. May he shine his face on you right now. He is looking at you. His eyes are on you because the eyes that drawing, the loving eyes that draw you to him closer and closer, that you may have peace. The peace of God that overcomes in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
May the Prince of Peace just rest upon you this year. And I just speak Shalom, which means wholeness, completeness in every area of your life. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. And thank you so much, Frida. We talk to you next time. <laughs>